This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. Well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be here with you, and uh, we hope today we can serve Jesus together with you. We're here now with you, and then we're running a two o'clock workshop uh, for the worship team, and then we'll be back at uh, night as well. Well, sometimes in our singing, our worship to God can get a little bit distracted from the heart. Instead of being lost in the wonder of God, at times we can get lost in how many pallets are behind me on the back wall. Sometimes, instead of being lost in the wonder of God, we can be lost in the wonder of how did that fashion sense of the worship team work out? Why did they choose that song? There are so many different things that can distract us from our time of singing, from our time of worshipping God. Sometimes we might be singing to God, but our hearts aren't where they're meant to be. A number of years ago, a little church just north in London, who's renowned for running worship conferences, they're renowned for producing worship CDs and people around the world singing their songs, had a little time like this where singing to God, but their hearts weren't really in it. So like every church, what you do, the first person that you sack in a worship team when the worship's not going well is who? The drummer, that's right. <laughs> you always get rid of the drummer. I mean, it's the only instrument at home that's forced to the garage. Everyone else gets their nice room, but where does the drummer go? The garage. So this band uh, in this church, they thought there's just something not right. They asked the drummer to have a rest. The next week they come along, they sing to God, and again, there was just not something right. So the lighting technician is the next person in the church to get out. So they stopped the lights. Week after week, the roster got less and less and less of who was involved in the team. And then they sacked the worship pastor. Poor, this guy called Matt lost his job. And week after week, the church came into the meeting and the pastor would get up and say, well, let's worship God now without a band. And people left the church. They literally got their Bible like a good Baptist and went straight out the door and left the church. Then, a few weeks later, the sacked worship pastor, Matt, comes up to the pastor and says, I've written a song. And uh, he said, well, play it to me. And he said, well, the lyrics go like this. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that would bless your heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. That song was born out of a time of saying to God, there's something not right here with our singing to you. It's got to come again from our heart, which is 24-7 with him. 
That song was the song that launched our uh, journey with Soul Survivor 23 years ago. So I was in Kurong, put on that song, and went, who is this? And in every church, there's a person from England, isn't there? So I went up to my person from England in that church in Belrose and said, have you heard of Soul Survivor? And I said, oh, Matt, who hasn't? And I said, well, Australia hasn't. And uh, so anyway, we met them 23 years ago. And for the last 23 years, we've been doing what we're doing today, coming to serve the church, to encourage it, to keep the heart of worship, uh, which you do. And this morning, we'd love to encourage you in a particular way that we've defined it, which is, we like to say the heart of worship is word, spirit, and action. You might have heard the saying that if you're all word, you could possibly dry up. And if you're all spirit, you could possibly blow up. And if you're all action, you could possibly burn out. But all three can be together. Word, who is Jesus and his scriptures, uh, the Spirit referring to the Holy Spirit, and action obviously referring to the gospel and the kingdom and, and all that that means. Now, I'm not sure today that the issue with our heart in worship is to got to do with the drama. Could everyone just give Nick a little bit of encouragement? <laughs> uh, and it's definitely not the lighting team, is it? No, no, okay, yeah, all right, excellent. I want to pastorally, prayerfully wonder as an Aussie with you this morning that maybe it's got to do with this. Thanks, Sam. If we bring up this scripture from Psalm 85, Psalm 85, verse 4 to 7, says this, Restore us again, God our Saviour. Put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. My simple wonder with you at the moment that perhaps what might be an issue for us to think about in our worship to God in song is simply that our hearts need a chance to revive again. After the last three years, I don't know if anyone has had any form of discouragement. I don't know if anyone's found the last three years a little bit difficult. I think, personally, that these last three years we've had have made it difficult for us to be joyful. I think it's made it difficult for us to feel free and thinking about God. I think we've been a little bit obsessed with what we're allowed to do today and what we're allowed to do tomorrow and what's the next day going to be. And when we're living in that cycle as God's people, our hearts, through discouragement and isolation and just things not being fun and exciting, our hearts need reviving. Our souls need reviving in Christ because it's just been hard. There's a song that I love from my past that revives my relationship with God every time I put it on. In the second verse it says, O Lord, please light the fire that once burnt bright and clear. 
Replace the lamp of my first love that burns with holy fear. I want to take your word and shine it all around. But first, help me just to live it, Lord. And when I'm doing well, help me to never seek a crown, for my reward is giving glory to you. I agree with the psalm and our songwriter today from the Bible that for worship, it's important to say to God when needed, Lord, would you revive my heart again? And when I think about that through word, spirit, and action, I think about how simply it's okay to say to God, God, I need reviving. I don't know what you're like at asking for things, but I'm not that great at asking for things. Very happy to help others, not so great at asking for things because I feel like I don't need them. And sometimes that can be how I relate to God. I find it difficult with God to say, I need this and I need this. I feel like a whinging, complaining person. And simply, we would love to encourage you and encourage one another today. It's okay. It's in God's word to say to God, God, I need reviving. I need restoring. What does it say in God's word with who brings this reviving? We know in God's word, Romans 5, 5, that God has poured out his Holy Spirit into our hearts with God's love. How we get revived is not by trying to rev one another up. It's not by trying to fix the drama. It's not by trying to fix the lights. It's not by trying to get the world's best preacher. It's not by fixing so many different things we could try. How we get revived from God's word is always the way in relationship to him. It is by receiving afresh his unfailing love. What revives us is not food, it's not a car, it's not the weather. What revives us is knowing God's unfailing love. Paul in Ephesians 3 has a great prayer. I love this prayer. Ephesians 3 uh, in verse 16, I prayed it out of God's glorious riches. He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in what? In love may have power together with all of God's people to grasp what? How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love surpasses knowledge that you'll be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Who brings this love? Is it my intellect? Is it my good works? Who brings this love? Jesus brings this love. How does he bring it into us? Through the relationship with the Holy Spirit. He brings this love deep into our hearts. As we heard in that verse from a song written by Keith Green, he says, I want to take your word and shine it all around, but help me just to live it, Lord. 
in the old days when you would catch a plane, uh, well, sorry, I just mean that it's, we haven't caught planes for a long time. Maybe you have in the last six months. But you would go on and who's in the safety demonstration moment, who's the first person that is meant to put the mask on? Your neighbor or you? I've got a bad feeling if it ever happened to me in the plane, which I hope it never will, I would be that person, not out of being selfless and all that kind of thing, but I would feel like I'll put it on the person next to me rather than put it on myself first. It's just out of natural instinct to do that, to help. We're good at helping others. Yes, you've got to get better at helping yourself so that you can help others. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all of your life and love your neighbor as we've got to get better at receiving God's unfailing love so that you've got something to give away. In 1 Corinthians 13, all good weddings have this Bible passage to remind us of how much I'm not loving very well. When Paul says the definition of love, he gives us this wonderful definition of love and he says, If you don't have this kind of love, but you serve other people, you're like the noisy who? It's the drummer again. It's the the clashing, the poor drummer, no wonder. It's the clashing symbol is what our service to one another is like without love. So my proactive moment for us this morning is this. Is each night... Before you go to sleep, each night, to have a moment to reflect. God, how have you shown me your love today? We always, always see God's love through his son, the Lord Jesus. When we're, when we're ever like, I can't see how God has loved me, we always look at his son and see how much he loves me. But we look throughout the day and see how he has heard you and walked with you and helped you, shown his love to you. I've been practicing it before I came here to be with you. And it's been helping me. It's been helping me because every now and then when I forget I'm loved, when I do things for others, I want to get thanked. And if I don't get thanked... I get grumpy. Is there any person here who gets grumpy? Don't point. Um, One way to not go down that route is to go, I am loved. I don't need to be thanked. It's nice if it comes, but I don't need it. I am loved. So I will serve from that place and it will go much better. God wants that for you. God wants that for us. And I think after these last three years in particular, it's going to take a while for God to revive us that we would come in the the building and sing from a place of knowing that we're loved. Now, I just want to say in brackets, I'm not saying this morning that you sang without feeling loved. 
because I wouldn't have a clue where you're at. Yes? So I just want to today encourage us moving forward to sing knowing that you're loved. Allowing the Holy Spirit to remind you through His Son Jesus how high and wide and deep and long is His love for you. And if we will do this, not only are we a witness to others that my hope and my life is secure because of God's love through Jesus, but I'll do things without needing much back from others. That's God's desire and hope for us to be a people revived, restored, especially when it's been tough. And I think it's been tough. So I pray in this spring and summer, each day, if we remember that we're loved by God's unfailing love, more joy, more hope, more freedom, not through being excited, but through knowing that we're loved. This is God's desire for us. And I pray that in his word, we would see that by his spirit, we would know this. And in our actions, we would receive this. And therefore, our worship come from that place of love. Amen. This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.